0: let's get down to business. Welcome to Profits and Purpose, a Colorado Business Roundtable production that unapologetically tells the story that business is good through conversations with Colorado's business leaders. Please welcome your host, the president of the Colorado Business Roundtable, Debbie Brown.
1: Hey, thanks everyone for joining us on Colorado Business Roundtable's podcast, Profits and Purpose. We're joined today by Scott Harry, who is the government affairs manager at Crown Castle, to hear a little more about his work. So welcome, Scott.
0: Thanks, Debbie. Great to be here. Uh,
1: You know, you and I have known each other in Colorado before we started working together through the Business Roundtable, but folks who are listening to this podcast come from a wide variety of industry sectors, and it's always interesting for me to start to hear more about your journey, how you ended up in Colorado, a little bit more about how you ended up in this industry.
0: Yeah. Well, I started off actually as a biology major in college. So nothing to do with where I'm at now. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I think in college, they always tell you, you're going to switch, switch around three or four times.
1: That's right. Did you um, go to school here in Colorado?
0: I was in Santa Barbara, actually. So I, I moved here from, uh, central and Southern California about, uh, 10 years ago. And, uh, I've been in the, the wireless industry. We call it the wireless industry uh for about 20 20 plus years now it seems like that's uh makes me feel old that's a, that's a long time but uh the industry is really spread around a lot of different disciplines so when you think of wireless uh, most folks think of T-Mobile, AT&T, Verizon, Sprint, Apple, you know, your phones and all of that kind of thing but there's a whole industry of folks behind that those visible companies that create the infrastructure, lease the properties, deal with um, permitting and regulatory. Uh, Also, we're we're heavily involved with meeting with the FCC and trying to understand where things are going from that higher level regulatory standpoint. So there are thousands of people behind the scenes that get that signal to your phone.
1: Which is actually so shocking. I'm probably the typical consumer. I just turn on my Apple iPhone you know want it to work if it's not working properly I don't know why you yeah. know kind of that behind the scenes infrastructure and all those people are really the ones making it happen but but uh, but again I like it kind of simple so tell us what what is behind the scenes and what does crown castle specifically do so crown
0: castle is a communications infrastructure provider so any kind of infrastructure that gets communications to you or to a business uh, that's what we're involved with. In. So there are really three business lines, if you will, that we, that we have. So one of our main business lines is, is fiber. We own, uh, about, uh, 60, I think the, the latest number is about 60,000 miles of fiber throughout the country. And that fiber is what powers, uh, all of the wireless infrastructure that we also provide. So. We own uh, cell sites, kind of the typical wireless towers and um, structures that you see uh, around the country. Uh, so, cell phone towers, we own about uh, forty thousand of those. And then we are now uh, in a in a heavy build across the country of small cell infrastructure. So, those are wireless sites that are in the right of way uh, that are on streets and sidewalks and. Um, some of those public public spaces that uh, provide uh, high-speed wireless signals to phones and to enterprise.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's all
0: fiber-based. So all of the fiber that's running through the streets and under underground and overhead on power lines, uh, that goes to that wireless infrastructure.
1: And footprint-wise, I know that you and I have spoken about this before. Crown Castle is, obviously, you have a presence here in Colorado, but you're bigger than Colorado. Tell tell me a little bit more about the company as a whole and where
0: you tend to operate. Yeah, so we are uh, we primarily operate in the U.S. So we're a publicly traded company here. And all of those numbers that I gave you of site numbers and, and wireless facilities and fiber, that's throughout the country. So we operate in, in all of the, the 50 states and we're in a constant state of building new infrastructure throughout the country.
1: And it's interesting when I think about how you know this time last year i think about what our mission was in the in the fall of 2019 and how so different it is today and how covid covid's a uh, global pandemic obviously has had far reaching effects and and probably your business hasn't escaped that reality um in terms of infrastructure it seems like perhaps the needs have changed rapidly with kids needing to figure out how to have the connectivity to work to to learn at home with workforce needs changing um, tell me, kind of go back to that, Scott, when, when COVID first became really on everybody's radar and how that affected the business plans kind of early on for you and your team.
0: Yeah, boy, it, uh, it definitely sent a, a shockwave through the whole industry. So most of the perspective of the carriers is is usually focused on the end users and the end users are all collecting in in certain places so office spaces downtown corridors their homes to some extent and then when the pandemic hit we ended up with a new perspective a lot of uh, folks changed where they are using their their devices uh, folks working from home really impacted all of the neighborhoods people trying to uh learn from home and were and, and do schooling from home really put a humongous pressure on the existing networks in places that didn't normally see that kind of impact. So you might have like, for instance, my, my personal household went from me doing uh, zoom meetings and those sorts of things in my house every once in a while to all five of us, all on zoom calls all at once. And then somebody else on a telephone, you know? And so that puts wow. a humongous impact on the existing networks. And I'm just one of hundreds of homes around me. So um, we all saw slowdowns. We all saw a lot of latency and the little wheel spinning in your in your uh, screen. Uh, a lot more of that was happening. So the, the wireless industry and the wireline industry, the fiber industry, had to deal with that impact by uh, shifting budgets to different areas. And uh, we as a company, we are all working from home still. Nobody's working in our offices now. And so we had to set up new systems in order to deal with with folks working from home
1: how has the industry done, whether it's Crown Castle or the industry at large, in really pivoting and leaning into those new challenges? Because I would say for your industry, that's a lot on your shoulders. Because if people can't figure out how to have connectivity and that infrastructure is not in place, whether it's short-term or long-term, it's it slows down the entire economy. Um, you know, it, it affects education, economy, all those things that you said. Do you feel, do you feel like you're industry has done a really good job sort of jumping into
0: that challenge. I think we have. It's a it's a slow moving shift. It's a big industry. Um I think that uh we we did do some pivoting as an industry that was uh quick in some areas but it's slow in others. Building a new a new wireless uh deployment or a new wireless uh uh system in an area that didn't have it before takes a lot of time. And so there's a there's a regulatory piece to it where we have to go in and get our building permits and our zoning permits planning and uh there was a lot of uh you know uh what's the word for it so supply chain was an issue for us so just getting the the parts we needed from international locations or even uh you know even in the US if it was a US sourced kind of uh, infrastructure it's hard to get that you know it's hard to get all of that stuff all of that infrastructure in place in a, in a quick time period. Uh, I will say that uh, Governor Polis and his office uh, really stepped up to, up to the plate in this area. They noticed that uh, broadband is a huge issue and wireless infrastructure is something that is an economic driver and also just helps, helps folks that need to connect to connect. And so they did uh, form a, a committee just on broadband that was really helpful in, in uh, speeding along some of the, the permitting that we have to do on a regular basis. So the jurisdictions and municipalities that handle all of our permitting were, uh, it was recommended that they move some of our uh, stuff to the, to the top of the line, to the front of the line so that we could um, get those permits quicker. Mm-hmm. That's that was, great. News. That was really helpful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we've seen some of that. We coordinate with other round tables across the country on, you know, that are similar to ours to talk about recovery and how the business community is meeting unique challenges. And I'm always struck and inspired by, you know, we're not perfect in Colorado, but I feel like we have sort of this expectation of each other to come together, especially during difficult times and figure out how to get stuff done. And COVID's provided an interesting opportunity to see that in action. And so- I, I would say in across industries, not just your industry, but you see that with telehealth and restaurants and other areas where, you know, we can take a, a good look at some of these regulations and these processes and, you know, put them aside for now and maybe put them aside permanently. If sure. something's not needed during COVID, perhaps it's not needed after.
0: Right. Right. That's a, that's a great point. I think regulatory is it's uh, it can be a real slow hurdle to getting some of this infrastructure in. So anything to reduce that, reduce that time frame is going to get that signal in quicker. And uh, so, you know, putting aside some permitting process, like, you know, making, making all of the wireless infrastructure applications that we uh, put into a, to a city, if they can uh, make those all over the counter and just uh, give us stamped approvals for infrastructure that is uh, you know, it's well-known, it's known what it looks like, and we're following standards. If we can build that quicker, then that's going to be a great economic driver for for that uh, municipality.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I know um, those are some of the things we're working on with our Road to Recovery initiative that's going to be launching soon, Which is which is really about understanding the role that business plays in our economy, not just in the short term, but in the long term, and creating some systems that value and expedite business Uh, because you and i know business isn't about bricks and mortar it's actually about people so it's it's nice when we're able to help people like you said if you if you know that a family is able to like yours work from home you know do school from home do a zoom meeting and have all the things they need whether it's urban rural or suburban you know that's really the goal that we all can have that same quality of life that's
0: exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very cool Going back to a question you had earlier, I wanted to mention that uh, all of the wireless carriers responded mm-hmm. generously with their uh, programs uh, during the during the first stay-at-home order. Uh, you know, I, what comes to mind immediately is that Verizon opened up all of their programs to to allow for unlimited data. So, for a family like mine, if I couldn't get on to my to my regular internet at home. I knew that I could, I could do a Zoom on my phone and not have to worry about data, and that was something that Verizon did that I thought was really, really helpful in that in that extreme time of need. So, yeah, yeah I just wanted to make that. It's <laughs> a
1: good shout out to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are so many companies who've really leaned into this, um, which is which is amazing. Tell me this, I know, I know you and I have talked about some of the concerns you get sometimes with new technologies, particularly you know, I think about, um, misinformation sometimes about technology and, and I've heard some things even in my own neighborhood about, um, folks who might be seeing cell towers and they worry about the effects of cell towers. I don't know if that's something you'd want to address just as we're, as we're sometimes in this new and uncharted territory, perhaps for people.
0: Sure. Yeah. There's a lot of misinformation out there and, um, it's easy to see how folks might be uh, scared or concerned or just kind of not understanding the technologies that are out there. And I, I get it. The wireless industry is heavily regulated on what can, what kind of signal can be put out there, the intensity of that signal. Um, we have what's called an FCC allowable limit for RF exposure, radio frequency exposure. And that's just a, a long way to basically say that the FCC it tells us we have to operate under a certain level for safety, and we operate at usually about a hundredth of that limit so we're we're well under those those safety guidelines where they know that we all know that our signals any signal that's put out by a wireless carrier is safe to anybody that's uh, anybody that's around it
1: mm-hmm. I think that's great to know I think sometimes it just comes down to uh... Understanding what regulations are already in place for yep. industries like like yours, and then um, you know providing that out as well. So, yep. Scott, looking ahead to uh, you know, hopefully soon we can turn the page on 2020 and look ahead to 2021 yes. please, and beyond. Please, I know. Please <laughs> tell us about your plans. Uh, your plans with Crown Castle. What are what are you looking forward to as far as future opportunities?
0: Yeah, Crown Castle, we are, we are uniquely positioned, uh, in the country to really help the carriers, uh, get their 5G technology out to the consumers. So whenever you see a commercial for AT&T or Verizon talking about 5G and, and expanding their coverage, we're the infrastructure that's behind those bills. And we are, uh, looking at, you know, possibly up to, Uh, a million new small cell locations throughout the country over the next 10 years. That's an outlook that's way in the future. Just for next year, we're going to be building thousands of sites across the country. And many of those sites are going to be here in the Denver area in in, uh, Colorado. And so uh, we're going to be putting up new sites. A lot of those sites are going to be in uh, residential areas so that uh, folks working from home will have a, a better chance at a better signal.
1: So if I run into a bad intersection near me, I can just shoot you an email and let you know where <laughs> yeah. at the next cell tower. <laughs> yeah,
0: you probably yeah. don't want that. I don't think you want to
1: yeah. put your email out there.
0: Yeah, well, you know, the, the carriers already know where those intersections are. So they're they're working hard to fill those gaps and, and uh they have their own prioritization. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's never that easy. Yeah, um, yeah, I wish it was. That'd be great.
1: Yeah, for sure. Do you or your company have a sense of how things are going to go, when things are going to go back to normal. I I think it's like a crystal ball until a vaccine or a really established treatment is put in place. I don't, I don't suspect we're going to go back to any kind of pre COVID normalcy anytime soon. I don't know how that fits into your planning for the next couple of years.
0: That's a great point. I think, uh, everybody is understanding that the world's shifted and, uh, the way that things are going now, a lot of those processes and a lot of those habits are now going to be established. So, uh, you know, I think uh, I'm, I'm really good at Zoom meetings now, whereas last year I didn't want to do Zoom meetings. I wanted to meet in person with everybody. So, you know, that's just an example of, a, of something that people are going to be doing for the future because we've discovered it during a, a traumatic time. Yeah, the wireless industry sees that. They understand that. And uh, I think 5G and and the establishment of great new technologies is really going to help help folks where they live, work, and play, uh, kind of in the in the new future.
1: That's a great ending, spots Scott. I appreciate your optimism and yeah. the innovation that your your company brings to the table in terms of technology and connectivity. And I and I think you're right. I think uh, you know there's never going to be a uh, you know, a pre-COVID normal again, we're in a new environment where I think technology and connectivity is is going to be decentralized like never before and continue along that path. And we need f- folks like you and Crown Castle to help lead the way in terms of building that infrastructure to make it happen. So appreciate your time today.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Debbie. Thanks for having me.
1: Great. Thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, that was Scott Harry with Crown Castle, and this has been a podcast with Colorado Business Roundtable.
0: This has been a presentation of the Colorado Business Roundtable. Be sure to check out all of our episodes on Podcatchers Everywhere at cobrt.com. Our technical producer is John Ekstrom, in Deaf Communications. Thank you for listening to Profits and Purpose.